1: have been rife with all kinds of things to discuss, primarily focused on the one big issue du jour and several jours, and that is the COVID-19. And so we'll continue in that vein for this hour as well. Coming up uh, a little later in the program, uh, the Minister of Labor, Training, and Skills in the province, Monty McNaughton, on the overarching question that was asked yesterday and didn't didn't have a response to, and that is uh, what do we do about some of these people who are going to be slipping through the cracks? Uh, they're going to need employment assistance, and uh, if they can't draw an EI, they haven't contributed, uh, that is going to be uh, very problematic unless there are solutions being put forth. Now, we're told tomorrow, Bill Morneau, the federal finance minister, has got a big announcement. And uh, I was just suggesting earlier in the program, having watched at noon, there were uh, competing presses, uh, uh, pressers, I guess, the prime minister on the one hand, and I saw the Trump administration on the other, and certainly in the latter case with the Trump administration, they were offering up uh, all kinds of suggestions anyway that they're going to get money immediately into the hands of people who need it. And so, uh, and that's beyond any stimulus program that I think would be approximating a trillion dollars. That was a number that the Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, was talking about. Here in Canada, uh, still don't know. There are a lot of uh, questions surrounding what any possible assistance could be, but. Uh, there's going to be an emergency recall of Parliament. To that end, let's get Andrew Shear in here. He's a leader of the official opposition, and maybe he can shed some light on uh, what at least ought to be aspirational in this extent. Andrew, good to have you back on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon.
0: Uh, good afternoon. Thanks very much for having me on.
1: So, uh, off the top, how would you assess uh, the federal government's response to this point on the whole thing, the situation, the very dynamic and fluid situation as it's been unfolding?
0: It is a very dynamic situation, and we are dealing with uh, something that is, is virtually uh, unprecedented. And so, you know, we're all very aware of the fact that there are going to be some uh, challenges that governments aren't normally uh, dealing with. That being said, I think a lot of people have had questions about uh, the government's handling of this, some of the, the confusion uh, even as late as as this week, as to what the official uh, recommendations and policies are. Last week, when we were in the House of Commons asking uh, whether or not the government was going to uh, close our borders, uh, shut down travel from uh, international destinations, uh, we were told that 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 wasn't on the table. That was not uh, effective. Uh, Just a few days later, they changed their policy. Uh, So, you know, it's important that the government calm people by having clear concise and consistent messaging and we haven't always seen that so uh, that is something that that we are concerned about we're going to continue uh, to pass on the questions that Canadians have as to uh, why certain things are ruled out one day but then uh, adopted the very next day.
1: Well is your sense they're being reactive rather than proactive and getting well out in front of this thing?
0: Well you know uh, there are many early indications that this was a uh, a crisis that was going to be needed to be taken seriously and it does seem on several fronts that we as a country the the the, the current government is acting late, acting after other countries uh, have, made, uh, have made these types of decisions. Uh, you know, there's an old adage about, uh, you know, in hockey, going to where the puck is is going to be, not where it is today. And that's what I think Canadians wanted to see from this government, to say, okay, well, let's map this out. Where, where will we likely be in five to ten days? And let's just get there right away so that we can uh, uh, minimize as much as humanly possible when you're dealing with uh, with something as, as difficult to manage as a, as a global pandemic
1: I guess a lot of this is going to be Monday morning quarterbacking but did you think that uh, maybe we should have had travel bans in place well before yesterday's announcement
0: well uh, yes and, and certainly at the very least from from some of the hot spots you know when when we're told that uh, that, that some countries are experiencing huge spikes uh It it seems to make sense that we would say, okay, in the meantime, while we're still learning everything we possibly can about this virus and how it uh, uh, travels, we're going to take the the minimal precaution of restricting uh, entry into our country from places that are experiencing those types of spikes. And that is something that uh, we all saw. uh, We heard the the stories last week about planes coming in from Uh, regions that had experienced those spikes and and, and kind of business as usual at the airports that they were arriving in. Uh, Minister Bill Blair, uh, public safety minister, uh, told Canadians through a variety of channels that uh, there were enhanced measures at airports. And then I saw my Twitter feed full of people returning uh, to Canada from other countries where... They were all lined up elbow to elbow in immigration lines without any hand sanitizer, without any information about COVID-19 or or any expectations about what they were to do uh, after they were entered into Canada. So there was a a huge lag in terms of what Ottawa, what the Liberal government was telling Canadians were in place and what was actually happening uh, at the borders. And and again, that, that doesn't instill people with confidence. You know, people look to their government in times of a crisis like this and they want to see that uh, when decisions get made when orders are sent out that they're actually implemented.
1: Again with Andrew Scheer, leader of the official opposition. And so there's this emergency recall of Parliament tomorrow. Bill Morneau is supposed to come out with a big announcement that was also uh, being I guess previewed earlier today with a press conference at uh, lunch with a lot of the ministers. Uh, What are you hoping for is in that package especially when it comes to uh, employment assistance?
0: Well, uh, what we're looking for is uh, measures that will provide relief to Canadians who are experiencing hardships through no fault of their own. Uh, I, I've been in my uh, constituency office the last few days, and the phone calls are coming in. I've, I've heard from people who have, you know, working in restaurants who've had their shifts canceled, uh, small business owners who have had to sh- uh, close their doors or, or, or leave people off. Uh, so, what we're going to be looking for is uh, is a responsive Measures that that address the the people who who are either falling through the cracks or there is not yet a, a, a government program that that would capture that. So uh, again, you know, we're talking about people. This isn't a business that made a bad decision. This isn't a a, a corporation who who invested in the wrong company or or, or something. These are people who who through no fault of their own are now bearing the brunt of this. And, and there's a lot of anxiety out there. You know, the Mortgage payments are going to be due at the end of the month, rent payments for businesses, uh, of people who need to put food on the table for their families who are in precarious work or uh, shift work. Uh, we're, we're hearing from, from those types of people, and we want to make sure that the government's response uh, addresses that.
1: Well, can you give me some specifics, though? How do you address that? Because uh, there are some people who haven't paid into EI. They're not going to draw EI. Uh, perhaps, potentially, they won't. Anyway, uh, what do we do for these uh, you know, workers who are uh, vulnerable to uh, not being able to put food on their table because nobody's calling, let's say. They're in a business where uh, all of the calls have dried up, the service calls, uh, or their wait staff. You know how this all works. Uh, what do they do?
0: Oh, for sure. You know, I, I I was a waiter when I was paying my way through university, and uh, if you get a few shifts canceled, that you, there's no real mechanism to get that back. There's no, you know, there's no uh, uh, there's no trigger to 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 get that support. You as a shift worker, you kind of build that into your, your, your regular flow, you, you know you're going to pick up some shifts, you're going to lose some shifts. Uh, in something like this, though, when it's, it's, it's a catastrophic drop in, in, in income for so many people, we're going to be uh, calling on the government to, to, to fill in those gaps. So uh, some of the discussions that have already... Been but
1: how specifically, now, I mean, can you give me a for instance, how would you do that? I mean, give them EI whereas they hadn't paid into it, uh, you cut them a check, uh, you give them tax relief, uh, how does that work?
0: Well, I think I think when we're talking about tax relief, I, I think that, that is important. I think you know one of the, the easiest things the government can do is to not uh, can, you know take as much money out of the economy as they normally do in a time like this. In terms of, of filling in for some of the programs, uh, some of the the, the ideas that have been floated that we're looking at, we're studying as a caucus, are using things like GST rebates. Uh, that, that is something that that I have seen floated as an idea i think that's worth pursuing uh whether or not it, it, it captures everybody we'll have to kind of dig down and see is that is that the best and uh, most adequate response i mean we're, we, we all have to understand that we're going to be dealing with hundreds of thousands of canadians who again through no fault of their own just suddenly won't be able to make mortgage payments rent payments uh, utility payments and we have to understand that to get us through what could be you know a medium or long term lasting effectiveness. We have to get creative here.
1: Yeah, again, though, uh, you know, I don't know what the specifics are to meet the needs of, say, uh, the guy who's in a bar band or he's a solo act and now the bars are closed by uh, fiat or decree of the government and the health people. Uh, He can't work, uh, so he can't eat. He can't, you know, he's not being paid. Where does he go for help?
0: Yeah, and and that's exactly why I think it's important that Parliament uh, does come back next week uh because these are the types of things that we can look at and, and have f- uh, officials from finance uh you know present and uh you know ideas or or solutions that might work uh w- like I said, we we have to get creative here. This isn't just uh, 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 one specific industry, you know, that, that that is going through this hardship. This is going to be across the board, across the country, uh, every type of of industry: small business owners, entrepreneurs, shift workers, uh, people who, uh, you know, I was chatting with someone who. Who uh, was, was talking to their Uber driver, you know, and, and he normally made enough money every day to to, to to pay the rent. Now he he's not. How do you capture that, you know? So so those are the things that, that our finance team is working on right now, uh, and and we'll have we'll have some more to say in the coming days. We'll see what the government proposes. We'll we'll evaluate it, and then we'll, we'll also. You know, have our additional requests on how we believe we can address the the very real concerns that Canadians have these days
1: I hope so uh because I'm hearing from a lot of people desperate, really desperate anxiety ridden for answers but Andrew Shear with us uh let me just ask you one or two more quick ones because last hour we had Jerry Diaz on he represents a broad swath of people. With the, uh, you know, unionized labor force, he's, of course, the head of Unifor, and uh, he cited the airlines, for example. Now, in the States, Trump was saying at lunch, you know, they're not going to let the airlines fail. They're going to bail them out in the cruise lines because they've taken an inordinate hit. Obviously, they're almost shut down by this thing. Uh, do you think there is a place for uh, rescuing some of these major industries?
0: Well, I, my guiding principle, when when I think about how the government interacts in the economy, it, it's, it's really to... Uh, protect people and 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 workers from uh, sector-wide collapses or, or, or thing, you know, natural disasters, things that 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 you can't really plan for as a business. You know, we, we don't, we don't expect the government to compensate for bad business decisions or if people stop buying one product and switch to another. That that's the way the free market should work. But I wouldn't rule anything out uh, right now because at the end of the day, we're talking about keeping people working and and keeping people in their jobs. And there's a variety of things the government can do in terms of uh, helping companies through. Uh, a, a sector-wide uh, collapse we've seen it done in the past uh, during the last great global recession in, in terms of protecting the auto industry uh, there are, there are models like that but again i i wouldn't i wouldn't want to endorse any idea until i've actually seen the proposal but nor would i rule anything out when we're talking about keeping airlines afloat we're talking about thousands of jobs When we're talking about the uh, service sector uh, we're talking about thousands of jobs maybe not for one or two companies but for thousands of different companies and so we really do need to uh, to, to take a look and say you know how can the government you know help through some of these these things uh for what may end up being three four or five months
1: all right uh we're hoping that mr mono comes out with something substantive tomorrow and uh as a, a follow-up from that we'll see uh where we go andrew Shear, i thank you for joining us and uh, giving us a sense for where you're at on all of this thank you
0: thank you very much
1: andrew Shear, leader of the official opposition because yeah, people are uh in the throes of desperation